What's up, people? Welcome to another podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about Stranger Things. I believe... I I don't remember. It was volume one, right? Volume one of season four. Sorry. Like, as usual, there's another fire truck. Um, That's, like, kind of the signature here on this podcast. Because for some reason, whenever I shoot, there's always a fire truck. It's just... It's insane. Um, But, yeah, we're going to be talking about that crazy season. uh, Or at least first part of the season. Which... um, you know, I'm not really going by any script or anything. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this, but this is just coming from, from you know, like a fresh kind of uh, uh, standpoint after watching the entirety of the season about three days, I think. Yeah, it took me about three days to finish it. Um, I was originally watching it with my sister, but then I ended up, you know, I ended up uh, surpassing her and she was okay. She was okay with that. So... Yeah, this season was pretty much about this new villain called uh, named Vecna, who's kind of like uh, this D&D character as well. But, you know, in, in tradition of Stranger Things, where they kind of associate characters and lore from from um, from D&D, which is Dungeons and Dragons. And um, they did it again this season. Before it was the Mind Flayer. Now it's Vecna, who's like this like dark wizard or something like that. And this season's pretty gruesome, I would say. Um, uh, yeah, it's, my sister said it's more gruesome than season three. Because in season three, you know, we saw people explode. But here we kind of see people get disfigured in like this horrifying, um, very, you know, very weird type of way where, you know, this their bones just start cracking and you know, blood just starts coming out of their, their face and super, super gruesome, super gruesome. So it's not definitely not for the faint of heart. But in terms of the horror elements, I would like to say that it's not, it's not super scary. They're like jump scares, you know, but it's not like super scary. I think the scariest scene in this season was, well, you know, I'm probably going to be getting into spoiler territory here. But the scariest part of the season was probably when Hopper, um, oh yeah, by the way, Hopper's alive. (laughs) Hopper was in that kind of, uh, the Russian, um, the Russian prison. And he had to fight off, like along with these people, he had to fight off against Demogorgon. Uh, And the Demogorgon was just insane dude he was just like ripping people's limbs off eating people you know there was this at one point where you saw him literally eat this guy's face off and um it was pretty it was pretty gruesome that that was like the scariest i think scene compared to you know vecna murdering his victims from like remotely from the upside down and um you know vecna's Vecna's this very, you know, weird looking humanoid type of figure, which is different, definitely different from like the previous seasons where it was like these creatures, like these dog, uh, demo, demo dogs or whatever, demo dogs and uh, like the humanoid Demogorgon. But this one, this guy actually has a face and I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, hopefully I don't forget. Um, but yeah, pretty much the cast of characters is back and they introduced a lot of new characters. Um, and uh let's see who are the new characters so there's jonathan's friend this like stoner friend and jonathan becomes a stoner in this season so he's 
kind of back to like we, we see a whole side of Jonathan that we haven't seen before like his stoner side because we've always known that he you know he was a kind of a druggie in season one and he kind of you know he kind of turned out to be more of like this is a regular dude throughout like season two and season three but here we're, we're seeing him back at his like um now that he's separate with Sa- with Sansi with Nancy he's kind of like back to his old ways I guess and now he has a stoner friend and you know the, he, their banter is pretty hilarious i think i think they're they're um they're kind of uh how do i say it? their dynamic is very very different from any other dynamics we've seen from from jonathan before um and you know we see more of like his humorous kind of side which we haven't really seen much like we haven't even seen it with nancy because I think they they modeled his character a bit closer to you know what Steve was, um like they modeled his his character towards Steve because like Steve's like this heroic character, and they made Jonathan kind of like that like Jonathan, be like kind of like this, also heroic type figure, but this season he was more of like this, like kind of like this this guy who's just you know like almost a. Uh, almost like a like a comedic relief type character and uh aside from that you know we got um we got 11 11 11 has like her own side quest in this which in a way is not really a side quest because it's more of like the main the main story point that kind of like this season definitely tied up a lot of loose ends that we we like answered a lot of questions like how the upside down was created and how um or actually no I'm not I'm not so sure if it was how the upside down was created I think it was more like like how she opened the portal to the upside down and uh, there was this whole backstory with one yes one is in this season and um it was kind of this twist that they saved until like the very last episode before the next uh the next part of the season where number one is actually Vecna. Uh, he's actually, you know, um, he was help- helping Eleven throughout her time with Papa. Um, and uh, Papa's actually kind of this figure who who trapped all of, like, these children, all of these guards. Like, all the guards there, they're actually also trapped. And uh, it turns out number one was one of the helpers there. And he's been kind of feeding Eleven's... Um, like helping Eleven in a way, like telling her about how um, Eleven's uh, um, Papa's not to be trusted, essentially. And there's this like whole backstory. I, I really feel like I have to get into this because there's this guy named Victor Creel. So Victor Creel has like this family. They move into this house, and this house is kind of like the central point of 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 this season. And if if you've seen the trailers, that's the house that that Victor Creel is in, the one where Max. Um, Max, Dustin, uh, and, like, the other people, uh, I, I think, yeah, th- that's the house that they go in inside of, and with the clock and stuff, and, um, Victor Creel's there, essentially, Victor Creel's accused of murdering his old family, like, his son, his daughter, his wife, they all ended up dying because he moved into that house, and he was, you know, he was driven to the point where he had to, you know, in, in prison, he, I don't know what the, the sense of that doing that was. Like, he was trying to kill himself, but I don't know why he killed himself in that way. But, of course, you know, Stranger Things has to be creepy, right? 
So he had to try to kill himself by means of stabbing his eyes with like a razor. Like, and it didn't even kill him. Um, so I, you know, I think that was just a little weird thing. But it turns out that his son is actually alive and his son is actually one. His son was the one who killed his uh, uh, sister and his mother. He, you know, he was so mad at his family because they were all flawed. His dad, Victor Creel, was actually, you know, in the war and he made the wrong call and he ended up killing this whole family in the war. And, um, you know, Victor Creel was framed and his son, you know, his son was actually uh, like his, we kind of got to see his motive. Essentially, he felt like an outcast and, and that society is just a lie, you know, like Everybody pretends to be good, but they're not. Everybody's flawed, but they're not. Everybody seems perfect, but they're actually flawed and all that stuff. And all that, you know, anarchist kind of mentality, that's him. And um, um, in that final scene where he helped Eleven escape and he went on a murder spree, he told Elle to go inside like this room where uh, she would be until he came back for her. And like he ended up going on on a murder spree and she kind of sensed that. Right. And she, you know, in the beginning of the season. Right. There's there's like this thing where where uh, Papa, I keep Dr. Brenner, I think. Was it Dr. Brenner? Yeah. Dr. Brenner brings this boy who I believe was nine or was it 10 um, into this room. You know, they have like this amicable conversation and he just, you know, trains them. He, he, he seems to be like this very caring doctor. And we, um, he, his powers, essentially, he can find where people are. I think they all have essentially the same powers. You know, like Eleven, like all of them are, are pretty much the same. Sorry, as I was saying. Um, yeah, so we had like kind of like this amicable conversation between... Dr. Brenner and, and Nine. Or was it 10? I don't remember. Yeah. Th- basically, he was training him to use the powers that Eleven also has. Like, they all have kind of the same powers. And they're teaching him to, to track people down. Like, he asks them, like, oh, where's Dr. Um, Dr. So-and-so? Oh, he's in this other room with, with Six, I think. And what are they doing? Oh, they're just um, training, yada, yada. And then... He like starts to have like this anxiety attack because like it turns out that they're dead. Like everybody in the facility's dead pretty much. And um that's like kind of like the cliffhanger is where Dr. Brenner kind of comes back to his senses. Somehow number 1 didn't kill him and he goes into the other room and Elle's like pretty much you know, covered in blood, and we get that kind of cliffhanger where um, they made everybody who watched that that part of the episode in the first ten minutes believe that it was actually Eleven who killed all those people. It actually wasn't; it was one, right? So we kind of get an answer for that. Um, why Eleven was the only one standing in this room? It was actually because it was her who opened the upside down, like the portal to the upside down. I don't know if she was the one who created it, you know. Super, super ambiguous. There's like this, there's also this weird scene. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, um, because one is Vecna, right? So he's the one who's been disfiguring all of these people, who's been killing all of these people. 
And essentially, um, he was going to do the same to L. Um, he's had these powers, like, this whole time. Like, he can, you know, make people levitate and disfigure their, their limbs. He was about to do the same thing to L. Screen cuts to black. We get L like, having this kind of flashback to when she was born and all that stuff. And, like, there's, like, it, it looks like she's seen these visions from the upside down. So I'm starting to wonder, I'm starting to wonder if she opened a portal or if she was the one who created it. Like, if she was the one who manifested the upside down. That's kind of, that's kind of far-fetched, I know, but it could also be foreshadowing. So, I don't know. That That's, like, this thing. So she sent, ch- sends the number one to the upside down and i know there's like these fan theories going around where it sounds like number one is actually the mind flayer but apparently that's not the case so that that might be a counter argument to 11 creating the upside down because upside down's always been there and the mind flayer has been behind everything um and uh, i think it's kind of cool but kind of weird that they made kind of the mind flayer the villain of the first three seasons it's like the anti-Thanos effect, where Thanos was built up. So we've had all these smaller villains lead up to the big, like the big bad, which was Thanos, right? And in this, it's kind of like the reverse in a way where they dealt with the big bad initially. Like they, they, you know, they focused on the big bad first, and they gave us a break this season by giving us like a more human human antagonist i mean i wouldn't call vec the human at this point because he's you know he's been in the upside down after he was sent to the upside down by 11 i don't know how that happened um because steve was also sent upside down but the, the same thing didn't happen to him um essentially you know he was like lightning struck him and that's how he got disfigured i don't know something something like that and that's how he became the vector that, that we you know we we see for most of the season and um yeah so as i was saying 11 could have been the one who who opened the portal or it could have already been opened but the main thing is that vecna could also open portals right vecna could open portals by means of you know those possessions and and killing those people um and he's been killing people that are similar to his father I would say in a way that they're they're also tortured by something they did in the past or something that they allowed to happen. Max was one of those people, naturally, because you know of her um, of her brother Billy, and also Nancy. So we get we get to see Barb in this season, but I think it's not the actress, the original actress. I don't know if they actually got the actress to come back, uh, the actress who played Barb. Um. Or if it was just fully CGI, because to me it looked like it was fully CGI. So essentially, yeah, that's what happened to 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 two of our main characters. And the thing is, the thing that I also want to talk about is the the way to get back to to your 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 conscious mind, your 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 you know your real life body, because you go in a trance before you get kind of possessed. That's that's how how much power one has you know gotten, uh, how much more powerful he got ever since he was transported to the upside down. He's now able to essentially, you know, possess people, uh, not, yeah, possess people that enter their minds from the upside down. And in doing that, he can open portals. Like, um, there's this character named Chrissy, I, I don't remember. She was killed in, like, this trailer, right? And apparently that's the portal. That's the same portal. Because throughout the season, um, like, through, like, in the midway through the season or towards the end, I think, um, yeah, 
Yeah, that was like towards the end. Um, Steve, uh, Robin. Uh, there's this new character named Eddie. He's he's I think he's awesome. Uh, Eddie and Nancy get stuck in the upside down, and they were able to find their way back. When Steve almost dies, you know, Steve almost dies. That was pretty insane. Um, you know, he was the first one. He was like this guy, the scout who, because they were in a lake, right? They went inside a lake. They went, um, and he, he was the one who, who, who dove because that was where Dustin said that the portal was going to be because of like this whole compass thing, like, like was sensing electromagnetic, like an electromagnetic pull that was like essentially affecting the way that it spun. And in the middle of the lake, they saw the, the, the compass because it was just the like the 14 like the four kind of grown-ups who were essentially going to dive uh going to venture out into the lake because i I guess it was like they needed a lookout and that was you know max um and and then ended up staying behind like the other kids and um another note to add is you know um mike will and uh jonathan and there's like new character, I keep forgetting his name, are all separate. They're all like in California. And um, at this point, Eleven gets separated from him, them and, you know, goes back to Dr. Brenner. And, you know, that she goes into like this journey of like, you know, finding herself, which is how we got to the point of her realizing that she was the one who opened the portals to the Upside Down. And um, we don't really see, the last we see of, uh, of uh, how do I say this? The last we see of Jonathan, Mike, and Will... I don't even remember. They, there was this cop dude who buried who who they buried because they helped them escape because the FBI was like, like had them captured and there's like the shady side of the government. Like a lot of stuff happens essentially. Like there there, it almost feels like an MCU movie where like. But the thing is, like MCU has like a lot of movies that they can use to build up the plot. But this is just one series, and they're they're balancing all of these like like these subplots. And I think it's I think it doesn't take away from the experience to me. It, the the Duffer brothers have done a really good job of of writing and like all of the, like the directing and everything like this season was just on point. Um, if you have like, if if you get bored easily, that like you'd still have a good time in this like show. Like, there's a type of show that because there are some shows that you know sometimes you 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 watch so much that you know it just ends up being like a background thing. Like you just go on your phone. But this 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 season like the type of thing where. You're like captivated the whole time. Like you're just watching the whole time. And as I was saying, yeah, um, a lot of stuff happens. And the last that I that we see of Jonathan, Mike, and Will, they're burying this guy, and um, they 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 uh, the guy gave him the number to call. And essentially, I don't even know what that is. Like I think it's like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like we don't know. And that's the last we see of them. Um, so the focus is essentially, and also Joyce and Hopper go on this like cycle. It's like messed up because like they were betrayed and all that stuff, and but they were still able to get Hopper, and they were able to infiltrate and you know overturn the prison pretty well. That, that that was that was pretty awesome. And Murray like does karate now, so I guess that's how they were able to infiltrate the prison. Yeah, you guys should go watch it if if you haven't yet. Well, actually, if you haven't watched it, you shouldn't be listening to this because it's a spoiler, but. You know, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so back to the main plot point. So essentially, um, like the like the grown ups, uh, Robin, 
uh whatchamacallit robin the new character eddie um uh steve and nancy all get get uh get stuck in the upside down steve and nancy have a thing this season jonathan and nancy are kind of having a falling out so if you guys are jonathan and nancy shippers not good season for you and i think it's not looking good i feel like they're building it up almost like out of nowhere that nancy and and steve are are end game but because it's always been one-sided from from like see like the whole season three it's been one-sided i think where it was like steve was like the only one who who liked um nancy and nancy was nancy was just so caught up on you know um jonathan at this point and uh yeah so they get stuck on the upside down dustin you know there's this like cool scene similar to like the scene where joyce in season one where she was looking for will um where she got like all these christmas lights and like put it um and like essentially whatever lights corresponds to like the letter that's what the message is but here they have this new thing where it's like kind of like those orbies like from the 80s i think the orbies like that light up um that's the what they used to to write the messages so it was like nancy i believe mainly doing the writing and through that they were able to chance um to go back uh, i think eddie and robin were able to to okay they all traveled back to the trailer where uh the trailer park and the trailer where um where chrissy was killed by vecna and there's a portal there and justin and uh the rest of, and max and them are are there and um, the only two people who were able to get out was um, was Eddie and Robin. Steve and, and Nancy are, are stuck, essentially. because Not because the portal closed or anything, but because Nancy's in a trance. Nancy was possessed by, by Vecna um, at this point. And that's pretty much where the, the, the whole season left off. I think I pretty much went over literally everything and like the kind of most uh zigzag way possible but essentially that's the whole summary of of season four uh season four volume one um i think that i think that they 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 combined everything that worked from season one to season three you know the humor from season three was very prominent season two was more of like uh how to describe it it was more season one and season two were more like horror horror but it was like they really combined like aspects you know uh both um both narrative wise and uh also um like trope wise you know like the yeah um i think i think overall it's a solid start i hope they i hope they finish it you know finish it well apparently season five is the last season so i think i think that this season's gonna i don't know if they're gonna pull an infinity war type of thing where you know like the season ends with yeah because ultimately i think the main bad is 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 um obviously the mind flayer i don't know how they're gonna lead back up to that i, I don't know so yeah i don't know that was all over the place but I tried my best. Leave some, you know, leave some comments, you know, uh, feedback, questions. If you guys want, want, uh, you know, I'm also uploading this on YouTube. It's on Spotify mainly and all your streaming, uh, your 
podcast streaming platforms. If you guys have any, you know, any questions, concerns, feel free to DM me on Instagram at um, earth839 underscore. Uh, That's my official Instagram account. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening.